0: experience podcast you're listening to season, season three episode, episode
1: black. black I'm dancing y'all y'all can't really see but I'm dancing tippy tap dancing, and all that stuff you've seen in church so <laughs> this is a special episode episode black our first episode black for the for the year and we're going to continue this and we decided it makes sense to talk about black history it we are in February. Um We're
0: still in February even though it's about to be over, but yes, we are still wanted viv- to catch the month and celebrate.
1: So, um instead of the typical I guess I guess episode would be to talk about all our um trailblazers and people who made important strides in our life. I wanted to talk about I thought it was important for us to talk about just our experience our experience with Black history in our lives and share share about how we celebrate it, if it's um, something that's even celebrated in your home or school, place of work. And you kind of just kind of go from there. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to start off a little bit with just Black History Month, because I don't even remember anyone talking about how Black History Month even came about. Uh, I just know that every month we celebrate Black History. That's all I know. Uh, Every February, I should say, we celebrate Black History. Um, So a Harvard-trained Black historian, Carter G. Woodson, announced that there will be Negro History Week. Um, This idea was birthed with his organization in 1925. And the organi- organization that he started was called the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History. They officially started celebrating it in 1926. Um, it, a lot of um, progressive whites, uh, other Negroes or people of color embraced it and it became a huge, important week. In 19, let's make sure, I don't mess this up, guys. But in 1976, it officially became um, a monthly celebration versus a week. So that's something I wanted to share because I, like I said, I don't think, and I don't even think we had a conversation like this in class. I don't remember if my parents talked about it in that much detail. So I thought that would be a nice um, fact or fun facts to know. Did you know that?
0: No, I don't remember that ever really being talked about actually. Um I feel like a lot of the stuff that I learned about black history. I mean, we did some things in school. I was fortunate to have some um a couple of teachers that were um that were they were younger teachers very proud of their blackness, like very very pro black. Mm. And they always made sure that they would tell us certain things about Black history and Black empowerment and stuff like that. But in terms of the main curriculum, we weren't really taught that much. So most of what I learned um, came from, like my mom had us watch Roots growing up, like super, super young. So that's that's basically how I learned about slavery. Mm. Um, and Eyes on the Prize and a bunch of different documentaries like that. And then just, like, reading, like, into adulthood.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Celebrating Black History Month was a huge thing in the schools that I grew up in. Particularly, I was raised in a predominantly Black neighborhood. I want to say at least 50% of the people living there were Black. And um, the schools was very Black. I mean, we had a media room where I would watch uh, Crooklyn with my classmates. And I know I was too young Mm -hmm. to watch it. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) Black History Month was always a big to-do. We always did research, we watched movies, we looked up, there was always a project to do, sometimes huge projects, but it it was important, and that typically was what it it was for me for years. Um, In high school, I don't remember it being as prominent, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they would have shows, but... Again, guys, I was a teen mom and I probably was, um, disassociating from the rest of the world so I can survive. <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure there was something going on in the high school, um, Mount Vernon High School. But, um, as an adult, I find that I'm not acknowledging in the way that I would like to. And I plan on starting, changing that. Like, for instance, on my son's second birthday, I just said, let's all go to the, Um, African American Museum in Washington, D.C., and I wanted to do it again this month, but I think with my timing, I'm not going to be able to make it, but I want my kids to really understand how far we've come, why it's important to know where you're from, and yes, I am a first-generation American. My parents are West Indian, Jamaicans, but... I am American. My kids are American. My kids' kids and their kids after are going to be Black American people. Doesn't matter where you started. You are on this continent. You're on this land in this country. Everyone should know this. So I can say that now. Right now, I ain't heard one thing. I ain't. I'm gonna say it just like that. I ain't hear one <laughs> thing about Black history from my daughter's school. And I was tempted to send an email to the principal, but I, I didn't. And I probably will, but not with, not being emotionally charged, but wondering why is it not acknowledged in the way that it should and why is it minimized as if it's nothing. When you already have such a little amount of um, African-American students, it's important that Children understand the seriousness of, of of our history, the seriousness of the seriousness of what happened, and how far we've come, how much we've accomplished. Beside, you know, against adversity, um, and it needs to be normalized. So, uh, I would rather see it in history books and be part of a regular lesson plan, versus it only being celebrated and acknowledged in a month. But. Okay.
0: Yeah. You know, one thing I always think about like like you were saying just a few moments ago about people thinking like why does there need to be Black History Month? It always crosses my mind like those there are there's like there seems to be always someone that's like how come we don't have white history month?
1: This is white history. American history is white history. So let's this 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 put it all out there.
0: But American um, history is also Black history. Like the fact that we is Black history. Like the fact that we have to differentiate and be like, oh, this is American history, but this is Black history. Yeah. To the point where it's
1: still optional. Separated. Well, that's the to problem. in school, I think it's being acknowledged because we won't acknowledge it in our regular history books. And as long as we keep doing it that way, it's going to be feel like we have to continue to make February a month. But we really should be implementing it all the books, and it should be taught appropriately with appropriate lesson plans for these teachers, because I know there are some racist teachers out there who come from one-minded type of background, and they're going to need help. they probably rather not teach it, let's be real. Um, but it should be part of the history. It needs- we need to be very real about the- the wrongs that we- that we've done as a country, and how we're fixing those wrongs, and how we are a united front. We are a united people. Because you're right, Black history is American history, but that whole thing, why don't they have White History Month? Because American history is majority white history. It is told in the, in the eyes of white people. Of the white majority. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, if you would go to, you know, different parts of the world, of all the events that happened, it would be told completely different. So, yeah. it's not a, a a biased thing or racist thing. You can't. It not, has nothing to do with that. It's just that we're not incorporating in the books the way we should.
0: No, it's not a racist thing at mm-hmm. all. Like I, I there are people that will disagree, and whatever everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but black people can't be racist. So <laughs> we're not the majority, and we don't have power, so we can't be racist. We can be prejudiced, but we can't be racist.
1: So get that together. Maybe you should go in a dictionary and look up those words so it's used appropriately. Um and. It's, you know, there's nothing to be emotionally charged about, but I'm pretty sure people will be. Um, so, I did ask a couple people about how they felt about Black History. And the question that I asked, basically, um, since Black History Month has come to an end, are you satisfied with how it was celebrated at work, at home, school, or in your community? And... Um, Tanisha underscore bell curve. That's her Instagram page, guys. She's curvy, intelligent, and model. Okay? Just to let you know. So she kind of gave us uh, some good insight. She's not really satisfied with how I was celebrating her job. Um, she said it's only acknowledged and honestly the only thing that's acknowledged of anything that is black is Martha Luther King's birthday. And it's done as a memo. I can imagine, like, a memo. As a memo. Yeah, I can imagine, like, an email. That is
0: ridiculous. Yeah.
1: um, And she says, because she's from a West Indian background, her mom has always reminded her to know who you are, you know, be true to yourself. But it's not really celebrated. Because there is a difference. We're going to talk about that. Like, there, there's some differences with West Indian and Black America. There's a whole, this whole thing. I think we're going to talk about this right after I finish reading um um uh, reading what she shared, and she said, for the most part, her own individual celebration is to just read articles or acknowledge it, maybe in conversation, and also if something pops up on her feed, she will divulge into into that maybe more than she would I'm guessing um, and as far as her entire community, she said her african- african American friends celebrate, which she truly enjoys um uh, which is going to an all black poetry type event uh, welcomed by all. And it's uh, a black sorority function. It's going to be step dancing you uh, and a bunch of other things. You name it. She said she is there. So she does partake. That is part of your celebration by being, you know, embracing other events, whether you are the one who threw it or, or not. Um, so I thought that was actually really awesome to know that you have people who do that, the stepping. I never had that experience. I wish I, I'm not saying I wish, but there was something very attractive about sororities, and then there was other things about that wasn't attractive. Because you know, guys, I'm a I'm a loner, and I want to be there when I
0: will be there, and I want to be disappearing when I want to.
1: But I really love that <laughs> sisterhood. It's I, I think that's so important.
0: I love the idea of stepping, but I mean, we did step with those, um, with the like the pro black teachers that i um that i referenced earlier that i grew up with um and we had a step team in high school oh that's nice but and even though sororities sounded interesting we didn't it was like a church thing it was like they're demonic and <laughs> all this stuff <laughs> wow church you don't is very pledge cultist. allegiance to nothing but jesus like oh my you gosh. just that
1: you <laughs> can't my you, that is mad cultish people church people y'all need to listen to yourselves mad cultish I'm just saying. Um, so what do you think about the whole West Indian thing? Because I've got, I ha- as you know, of course, like I said, I'm first generation, but my family's Jamaican and I have a lot of West Indian friends because we tend to find each other. Right. <laughs> and we kind of end up living around each other very often. And... I've often gotten where it wasn't really acknowledged that much because it wasn't the same history. They didn't share the same history. And that's fact. Um, The history... Now, there was slavery in the islands. There were a lot of things that we had. Corporal punishment, all those things. But the way it was banished was a little different. Number one, they were emancipated earlier in Jamaica. They were um, trained, given like an um, what was it? Apprenticeship to make sure they can run things. And quickly after, people of color were in charge. People color were in office. So they were seeing people who look like them in powerful positions much earlier and quick, much earlier and faster than we have in America. So there's a whole psychological thing going on. But I didn't really get that from my parents, especially my dad. He's been here since he was 10. So um, African-American history, black history, Always, he always told stories and incorporated everything from a nice to the spider to his own history, and yeah, I always felt like it was one. I I when we walk down the street, no one's looking at you and say, "Oh, that's a black American," and that's a uh, 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 black Caribbean American or yeah. yeah. No, no one's looking at you like that.
0: That was my my experience was I don't know it was kind of confusing, but, and I. The, I feel I think this is something we should probably talk about like have a conversation about at some point
2: mm-hmm.
0: like being first generation and like the the crack you kind of fall in mm. between where it's like you're not enough of anything for either
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I had a lot of um there was a lot that challenged my thinking because I the way that I grew up, my parents owned a laundromat. And um, the people that lived in the projects around the corner would always come to the laundromat. And it almost it was like almost encouraged that like, oh, no, like you're different than the African. So I grew up like hearing that African-Americans were lazy and um, all these different things. And I had to come to my own awakening of like oh no the, like these like we are all black and like we all are connected and like black people are my people <laughs> like I'm black people
1: and um everybody's lazy in every culture so let's let's be real cuz I was, I was the kid that would see <laughs> you know certain family members or certain friends who were Jamaican just like the rest were doing nothing
0: but it was just this narrative that was yeah. um you, this, you know, narrative that was like spoken over and over was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, African Americans are lazy," and or they always what? have better sneakers or whatever because they get money from the government. While I was wearing LA gear, girl, <laughs> like...
1: me too. My father was well, that wasn't even that. My father would say, "Is Jordan paying me to advertise his clothes, his shoes?" And I just put my <laughs> head down. He said, "Okay." Oh no. But. But yeah. I had to
0: come around like I had to I had to do my own research and and honestly, like even just kind of lament that I that that was something that that those were ideologies that I was exposed to that were completely wrong.
1: I was a black girl. My parents were Jamaican. I love my Jamaican culture and the food, but I was a black girl. Look how I talk, y'all. I'll be on mix up, mix up. i would be Jamaican today. <laughs> from the hood of New York tomorrow or tonight, and then Matt articulate when I'm ready. Okay, so we're going to talk about, I'm just going to say Kay, and she shared some thoughts about Black History Acts her the same question, and she thought that, you know, her daughter's school did a really good job. Um, they, they all had to learn about particular um, people, who've made significant changes and strides for us in um, American history. Black folks, of course. And they sang, so- they learned and sang songs. They had a little uh, program put together and performed in front of their family and their peers. Um, her daughter dressed up as, as Sarah Mapps Douglas. She had to research her. She dressed up like her. And she felt it was done very tastefully. So, um, you know, some people are doing well. And I believe her daughter is... Uh, uh, I believe, um, if I'm not mistaken, her school is also um, a majority uh, majority white. So uh, the fact that that's being done, I think is important. Having them do some research. Just research and read about these people to know that they're regular humans and look at the um, adversity that they have come from. Even though, mm-hmm. believe, even though I believe Sarah Douglas came from a successful family. But... This is not a history lesson today, but, um, I think that's important. I mean, that's the least you, you can do. I would expect that the people in my daughter's school, um, the children would be able to do research and they need, it needs to be a thorough curriculum from, from kindergarten to the fifth grade should be a th- expectation on what they should do every year for their, for their project. And so things are not, um, repeated or just... Or, you know, becomes extremely boring or daunting. It should be really thought out well. And actually, I believe that they should um, consult with someone of color. Because I believe... I have spoken to other friends and just people in passing, and one of their concerns were um, they didn't trust their school to teach their children African American history appropriately.
0: I mean, that's fair, because... I don't think that public schools generally um i don't think they generally teach black history well or comprehensively Mm-mm. it's like a very um so it's like the disney version
1: of what happened
0: where it's like oh look these these unpaid workers came to this country and they took a challenge and created opportunity for themselves. Now, let's
1: be real. Let's stop the softy nat the softy softy stuff. Let's be very real with our kids. Now you can't don't have to be so graphic when they're very young, but they need to know how bad it is. So you're gonna teach them they were they were they were doing they were forced to do things they didn't want to do. If it's a little child, they would beat them really bad. Beat them, mommy? Yes. With what? With whips, with belts. With their hands, it was really bad. Now people think, "Oh, that's too harsh." Stop it. Do you watch the cartoons S out right now? Okay. So in the also,
0: gr- it's his. It's what happened. Mm-hmm. Like if it's harsh, and it's uncomfortable to talk about it, it shouldn't have been done. Exactly. You know, that's that's the the actual history of our country and that's something that we have to confront Mm -hmm. and if i have to look at my black child and tell her and prepare her that there are going to be people out there that are going to dislike her just because of the color of her skin then you should be on you should be saddened by the fact that you have to tell your kid that your ancestors did that
1: Uh uh-huh and also raise your child to not judge people by the color of their skin right by the right. by the hair by the way they look or the way they love like don't do it because i walk into a room um people are depending where i live like i can walk into a room th- of people who look like me or you know brown skin and it's i get more of a wel- warm welcome but if i walk into a room where i'm the only one my welcome is not necessarily warm and it's usually very standoffish until they figure out if I'm like the acceptable Negro, you know. Yeah. Um, I've gotten that oh, my you, whole you life. Oh, you speak so well. Oh, she's not one of those. I don't even know what oh, one of you're, those is. You're
0: so intelligent, and I could be like... ratchet.
1: I, I could be ratchet too. So don't don't get it twisted. So that whole thing of being intelligent or what kind of person this person is, depending like that kind of black person, I don't like that because the way I see it, uh, people are people, and a person could be nasty. Could be nice, could be a mix, could be bipolar. They could be all kinds of stuff, and it doesn't matter where they came from or what they look like. Just a regular conversation. Sometimes you get acknowledged, sometimes you don't. Um, I go to PTA meetings, I don't go to them as often. I go when I can, and usually I'm the only one that looks like me there. And I may not have the same outlook on things. And when you are literally the minority, sometimes you just don't feel like opening your mouth because it's not going to go anywhere anyway. So it's just an experience that I get. And it's part of my life. And I had to prepare my kids. Right. So I don't know about everyone else, but if you have a kid who is not black, do understand that your kid is going to encounter a black person one day and, of course, I'm talking, there's other people in the world, yes, but this is black history. So they're going to encounter another little black girl, a little black boy, and they really should be taught to, to love people. I teach my kids to love people. I teach them not to be judgmental, but there is a difference. And I also have to let them know there are people who don't like us because the way we look, and there are people who are ignorant to who we are and what we do. And sometimes it's just not safe to be in certain areas when you're black. that's the reality and that's my reality but as my kids get older I become a little more um, candid with history like rapes talking about rape because of, you know I talk about all the things that happened that maybe a five-year-old may not be able to um, understand so as they get older I talk about those things and and I probably mentioned this in other podcasts my oldest daughter we we, we are running for the same books. <laughs> Which I know I did my job. She started, yeah. she started the African American club in her in her high school because they did not have anything that acknowledged African American history. And she actually was talking about it this week last week and said that um, now they are they announce it every year or make at least do a little blurb or something over the intercom for Black History because she wanted to start something and felt like it was needed. So apparently what I'm doing is working, right? So hopefully all my kids are able to make some difference where they are.
0: Yeah. I um I have a couple of different um resources and books and things. Well, I currently we spend a lot of time with people that aren't black and because of that I try to provide my kid with a lot of black things. So whether it's black toys or um, black books, I try to keep. I try to keep as many things that she can see herself in, mm. in front of her. Like even like the shows she watches, Doc McStuffins. Like we we try to keep a lot of blackness around her. Mm. Um, so that way she can have, she can develop a healthy sense of herself. And so we'll read these, but there is one book that a friend gave me and it goes through different, um, just like powerful, like amazing black women throughout history. Yeah. And when she sees people in the book, she's like, oh, mommy, that looks like you, or, oh, that looks like Auntie Mo, or mm-hmm. that looks like Titi, or that looks like, so she like She's seeing all of these people and she's identifying the strong, powerful black women in her life and identifying herself in that and seeing a reflection of herself in that.
1: And that is important. That is important growing up to see that. Because if you don't see people who resemble you, who look like you doing great things in the world, you start to question yourself. Can I even do that? No one looks like me. Do I belong there? yeah so that's important even when it comes to beauty my child i make sure that they see people who look many different people of of different shades of black to, to see that beauty comes in so many different shades and colors and shapes i that's need so to true. see that because growing up it was blonde hair for me what, uh, what the definition of beauty was blonde hair straight nose blue eyes
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I used to put a t shirt on my head and act like it was to here. To make it feel like,
1: yes. Yes. I did that too. And I remember as a kid, like, Sweet Valley High. Sweet Valley yes. High. Sweet Valley High. Sweet... Yeah. So those are the shows that I grew up on. And then even. Eventually... Clarissa
0: explains it all. Come on. So. Sabrina, the teenage witch. Listen. Like, all of the blonde. Like.
1: Mm-hmm. So when Family Man. When seeing... you see. Saw... Exactly. So when shows like Family Matters, A Different World. Yes. Bill Cosby. I know some people we don't want to, you know, there's a history behind that now. But Bill Cosby still made a household name because we did not see those images.
0: Yes. On Martin. TV enough. Love Jones. Listen, Martin was
1: it. <laughs> he was it. Okay. Fresh Prince of Living Earth, single. Yes. Living In the 90s, the Listen, I'm glad I got uh, my, my girl. girl. <laughs> and Fresh Prince, come on! If you don't know at least half of that hook, something's wrong. In West Philadelphia, born and, born raised, and raised on the playground oh, where I spend most of my days,
0: chilling out, saying, relaxing out, oh. cool, just shooting some B-ball right. outside.
1: When a couple of guys say we're up to no good. Started making Start trouble in it. my
2: neighborhood.
0: I got,
1: listen, and that is, that's some real, that's a real story. Like that's everybody's story that everybody. Yeah. you know, I know someone who had that story. Okay. So all those shows, even though we didn't, it, it, it was, we didn't have much, but when we had that, that was everything for me. Like I saw yeah. people who look like my uncle, who look like my neighbor, who remind me of my dad, who remind me of my mom, who remind me of my auntie. Listen, that was important. And then I didn't even know anything about black colleges until I, until I saw um, a different world. A different world, yeah. I didn't know that it existed. Mm-hmm. So it opened my eyes. It gave exposed me to some things. So it's important that we do that for our kids. And we can even talk about that outside of black history because, side note, note to self, note to y'all, um a lot of kids are starting to really not love themselves or hate who they are, how they look, and I don't think we're doing enough to show them what it what self love looks like. Mm. But that's the next that's another story. So um yeah. I think I go the going that extra putting the extra effort just to do things like that is important. Black books, books with black characters books, I actually have a whole idea of books, a whole series of books that's going to be based on my daughter. I just don't know my 10-year-old, my middle child. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I I don't remember seeing a lot of books like this, so I think it's going to happen sooner than later. But it's, it's needed.
0: Definitely.
1: So, wait a minute. What about that Instagram post you were talking about?
0: Oh, yeah. So I, I reposted on my story. um, It was 10 ways white people can celebrate Black History Month. I found it on uh, Citizen Well, uh, their Instagram page. And so a friend of mine, I'm not gonna mention any names, it's gonna be anonymous, because um, I I'm sharing it, but um, I don't. I'm not going to share her name or anything like that because if she wanted that, then she would have made her page not private. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, and so it had ten uh, lists of things that white people can do to celebrate Black History Month, and she chose to do number four. Number four is to list ten ways you personally benefit from privilege. Share this meme and your list on social media, and so her list is as follows and yes i'm going to read all 10 because it was a it was a very meaningful post
2: mm.
0: one not fearing daily for the lives of my children as they interact with their world two being able to easily apply for and get loans credit cards etc from most any bank or or um financial institution Three, being treated with more respect and being believed by most medical professionals. Four, being much less likely to die from maternity related complications. Five, not being followed in stores by salespeople thinking I might shoplift. Mm. Six, not fearing for my husband's life if he gets pulled over by a police officer. Seven, having most narratives told from a perspective that assumes white is the norm. Eight, no problem finding makeup, band-aids, nude colored garments in my skin shade. Nine, inheriting wealth or material possessions from family because they have not been robbed of payment nor their labor or right to own personal property historically. Ten, not having to pretend I'm not angry about the treatment of my race or worrying about hurting the feelings of delicate white people who don't understand how privileged that they are. These are just ten ways I experience white privilege. Mm-hmm.
1: I thought that was really deep. Um, that last one um, kind of resonate with me because you, I will, you know, working in um, human services, you're gonna encounter people from many backgrounds. But in a lot of these organizations, the higher you go, the wider it is, right? And these are the people who are supposed to be representing and 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 um, fighting for. The, the less, um, fortunate. And in the field that I worked in, a majority of them were black. Black and Spanish. And when I encounter so many women, it's mostly white, white women, who are, like, pro, you know, their version of pro-black, and I say their version, and their version of support, I, I often wonder, you know, are you really sitting down at the table with your family? And educating them mm-hmm. or when they say something that's racist or ignorant do you correct them some do and I've gotten conversations with them some of them even their own parents are those people and the question is how what are you doing as a whole to change that because yes you work for a nonprofit or you work for an organization helping the, unders- the, um, the underserved I put in quotations, but you kind of need to start an or- you kind of need an organization for your own folks to get them to stop this brainwash nonsense that they got going on. This racist, biased, ignorant thing. Like, why is that not happening? There are some grassroots organizations that are doing that, but um, I find that they end up going into. Um organizations that are very mixed and are having issues or want to be a able more educated because they're because now they have more minorities in the organization, but never a completely white organization will pull pull in or call in for someone to train them so while i am I'm happy that sh- she can acknowledge it, how many other people are acknowledging that, and what do we do to change it honestly, yeah. I just want to walk in and don't have to worry about that I'm black. I just want to walk into a store and don't have to worry about if I'm looked up negatively or I'm stealing. I just want to be able to, just like everyone, I can move anywhere I want to. I can't move anywhere I want to because I'm black. That is the main core. I cannot move anywhere I want to because I'm black. Because if I move, if I dare move to a place where the sun is not shining on my skin, if you understand what I'm saying, it's a wrap for me and my family.
0: I always think about how, um, anytime we, anytime our family goes on road trips, we, we go to the gas station that's right off the highway. Like we don't, we don't veer off the, the, the path. Like we, we go to the gas stations that are right off the highway because we know that they are probably accustomed to seeing different types of people because of their location. Mm Mm-hmm. And then if we, if we like have to, have to, have to, have to go deeper into a place that we're unfamiliar with, we always do a brown count before we stop. we like, how many people of color do we see here before we walk in, get out of the car?
1: Believe it or not, years ago, it's so funny because I was talking to my old youth director. She's my friend now because I'm grown, right? <laughs> I'm grown now. <laughs> but when I was much younger, she was our youth director and we all went to a youth conference, I think, and believe it was Chattanooga. I didn't realize it was Chattanooga. And we went into, I think it was Denny's, and we, it was a bunch of young black people who were hungry. I think we either we just got there, or we just came from conference. And I remember the one thing I remember, I don't remember anything else, but being in the restaurant And I remembering a guy saying, "What are you guys doing here? Like, where do you guys, where did you come from?" But it it seemed like it was just too much black children in one (laughs) in the restaurant. This was—I mean, this was years ago. I mean, it had been before I turned before I turned thirteen. So it was so strange to me because I'd never had anyone ask me that.
0: Yeah. Man.
1: I never experienced it in that capacity. Like, so I'm straight up like, what are you guys doing here? Like, where are you coming from? And it wasn't, a, it wasn't, it was curiosity, but it also was like, uh, undertone of like, you don't really belong here. So what are you doing here?
0: Yeah. One time my um, in my teenage years, I worked at a golf course. And, um, and I ended up quitting on my birthday because this woman called me, she was like, oh, happy birthday, Shaniqua. And it's not that there's anything wrong with having the name Shaniqua. It's that she knew that that wasn't my name. And she was just like trying to call me a quote-unquote black name that black. she could think of yeah and then she handed me a broom and then i quit right after that after some choice words and i never went back
1: you're my face right now <laughs> wow
0: i never went back
1: i wouldn't have gone back either it's very dismissive would you like if i came to you and say hey sally Hey, Becky. Would you like that? That's ridiculous. First of all, not acknowledging someone's name and just calling them anything. is extremely disrespectful.
0: Dismissive. So disrespectful. It is so disrespectful. I'd
1: rather you not remember my name and ask me a million times what my name is before you start calling me whatever you think my name should be.
0: Right. Then for her to, like, call me something that wasn't my name and then hand me a broom? Nah. She... Mm-mm.
1: the broom would be been in her hand you know why? because I'm be like I don't know who that is and I'll just act like I didn't hear Whoop. that out of order I don't decide myself I mean out of order I mean stuff like that is done it's disgusting very disgusting maybe she'll listen to this and I hope she remembers who she is
0: I highly doubt it huh.
1: I'm sure she remembers Shaniqua So yeah, that is a little bit of what we go through as black people. Not being able to move somewhere or be comfortable about moving somewhere or worrying about the cultural issues. Um, People just being dismissive of you, that you walk into a room, they think you are the help.
0: That's true. I remember I went with my friend to pick up her son from school and it was located. It was located in a, um, in like a more like white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I walked in with her, mind you, my friend. I walked in with her, and the one of the people at the school was like, "Oh, is this your nanny?" And I was like, "No," and she was like, "No, that's my friend, nanny." But like the fact that she like. She could even look she at you to say that you were not... young. She was just like, "Oh, that's her nanny." Yo, she literally did not know me from Adam. You know what I mean? Like, she did not know me, and it wasn't like she assumed like, "Oh, is this your financial advisor?" You know what I mean? <laughs> like, "Oh, is this that?" Even is... just like, just don't even assume. Just no. say hi and just like keep it, keep it pushing. No. Like, keep keep moving.
1: Whatever the th- whatever the lesser is, that's what you become. If you are at a, a meeting and it's going to be doctors and lawyers and CNAs and social workers, not saying anything wrong with any of them, they just want to make sure when they see this brown skin, it is the lesser. It's never let me just get to know the person. You just assume. I don't know what that is. Now, there's some people I know who don't do that, but it's a, um, it's a majority experience. I, you, I get this all the time. I went to a pharmaceutical dinner and... What are you? You're a non-prescriber? What the heck was that? Automatically assumed and had like a different signing sheet or whatever. Mm-mm. I was like, "No, no, actually not. Let's let's get this corrected." And in my head I was kind of shocked. I was kind of thrown off that that automatically came out her mouth. Mm. I was thrown off. It was just, the, the whatever the lesser is, that's what you are. Because you could just, you surely couldn't have accomplished that much. So, with that being said, we can talk about this all day. Oh, wait, there's one more I wanted to share. I referred my friend to a um, gymnastics school my daughter was going to. And in the school, I believe she was the only black girl, but we didn't care. We were having fun close by the house. She was a little girl. And while everyone was chit-chatting and talking about foolishness, I was writing papers for grad school. (laughs) And I would listen to the nonsense and every once in a while I would chime in, but not really. Because whenever I did chime in, no one got quiet because I would say something political and be like, oh, why are you talking? (laughs) Did you just say that? So I I told my friend it was a pretty good program. She should bring her daughter and her daughter's biracial, um, Italian and West Indian. My friend is black. Her daughter, to me, when you look at her face and to everyone else, you see her mother. She looks like her mother. Her mother has a straight nose. Her mother has fine hair. Her mo- She looks like her mother. She looks like her dad. But when you look at her, you're going to be like, oh yeah, that's your child. She's petite like her mom. She was... Doing something, and I guess I was afraid or shy or didn't didn't want to do anything. And the the instructor stooped down and said, "You need to listen to your nanny." Mm-mm. When she told me this, I, on, I, I my heart almost dropped because
2: Mm-mm. yeah,
1: my that was a wrap. I don't think she ever went back there again.
0: So the fact- I'm still I'm still trying to. I'm still trying to understand that. Like, I just, that's, that's, that, that was so jarring. Yeah. You need to listen to your nanny. So
1: we don't want to get too negative, but this is a real life occurring thing. It happens up until today, up and it's going to happen tomorrow. And I'm hoping before my lifetime is up that we are softened. We evolved more. And we can openly be real with each other when it comes to blackness and Black History in America. Oh, we history. have to
0: keep calling it out. Like mm-hmm. we we have to, like in order in order for things to progress and for things to move forward, we have to acknowledge what's true.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We have to acknowledge the racism. We have to acknowledge bigotry. We have to acknowledge. All of those things and call them out.
1: Yep, and acknowledge the hate, because what that is is hate. You cannot call yourself a Christian and be that. You cannot call yourself um, a, a, what you a non-judgmental, but yet you are judgmental. Because there's some people who are atheists and still a racist. What is up with that? We're human, right? So, ever so black, y'all.
0: Where we see color.
1: Yeah. We (laughs) see color, okay? I got that Blackly Black song in my head. That's why I keep hearing these pauses because I'm singing it in my head. (laughs) So we thought we should add a little quote in this particular episode. Well, we do quotes all the time. But there were two quotes that just it just resonated in our little hearts. Didn't it, Satoya?
0: It's so funny because one of them we like. I was literally thinking it, and then you said it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" As you guys know, some of you have
1: watched the fifty-first um, NAACP Image Awards pass, and Rihanna gave quite a, um, a thought-provoking speech. And we're gonna—I'm just gonna read it, okay? Because I—my heart got—I got all excited when I was watching. I was like, "Pull up! Pull up!" Okay, so, she said, how many of us in this room have colleagues and partners and friends from other races, sexes, and religions? And she had her hands up and the audience, you know, the camera went to look at the audience. I'm seeing some people raise their hand and some people, I don't know what was going on. She said, well then, they want to break bread with you, right? They like you. Well then, this is their problem too. So when we're marching and protesting and posting about the Michael Brown Juniors and the Atiana Jeffersons of the world, tell your friends to pull up. And then, two years ago at the Emmys, when um, one of the, uh, what is the title? The it's like one of the correspondents. Yeah, Ak went up to Issa Rae and said, uh, basically, who was she... Um, looking forward to. It. I forgot the exact words. And you guys got to Google this clip because she started smiling. It's magical. It is magical. <laughs> she just started smiling before it came out and it just made my heart <laughs> smile. And she, you know what she said? I'm rooting for everybody black.
2: Full, bow, 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 bow.
1: full stop. That was it. And she just Because remember
0: it. folks, being pro-black doesn't mean anti-white or They're anti- not anything else
1: they're not please don't get all offended when someone says that because actually when I was reading the um, you know somebody gotta read the little uh, comments under the YouTube someone called her two people said racist I'm sure more said it but I stopped right there and I'm like how is that racist she just wants to see someone of color for a change who looks like her who are making differences and being acknowledged for, for that
0: do your work do your work
1: Please. And maybe you should have a conversation with someone. Now, make sure that person is not angry because they might not like to talk that conversation with you. But if you truly are curious about it, you might want to find someone or find a resource to start learning about it. And if
0: you're white, maybe find another white person that has done more work than you.
1: And have a conversation.
0: You can ask the awkward questions without having to put that labor on people of color. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear from you. You could send us an email at hello at the emergent experience.com. Mm-hmm. Check us out on Instagram. Um, send us your thoughts, send us your questions, the things that you are processing through and what black history month was like for you and the ways that you celebrate. And want to would- keep the dialogue going.
1: Yeah, And how would you like to see it? being celebrated because sometimes we have to be the change and I thought about that in terms of my daughter's school like be the one to come in and say this one needs to happen yeah how can can I help you
0: so till next episode
1: see you next time
2: Bye.